And it is Jesus who makes this a glorious day. Welcome to this morning's broadcast. Glad you could join us. Today, Pastor Elliot looks at Colossians chapter 3, verses 18 and 19. We will see that God's newness in our marriages requires Holy Spirit transformation of both husbands and wives. Turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3, verse 18. And now, Pastor Robert Elliott. I brought my smartphone with me into the pulpit, which I never do. My smartphone has a name, it's Siri. And I just thought I would ask Siri a question here. Siri, do you believe in God? your spiritual questions to someone more qualified to comment, ideally a human. Siri, what can you tell me, uh, Siri, what can you tell me about spiritual salvation? I'm not sure I understand. Siri, do you have any thoughts on Jesus Christ? I'm really not equipped to answer such questions. And so we could go on. If you ask Siri enough questions, you'll eventually come up even with one of my favorite answers. I suggest that you remember that I believe in the separation of spiritual things and silicon. (laughs) (laughs) Or another personal answer I thought was really quite something was, I am Siri. I was made in California. That's all I can tell you. Why do I do that little fun exercise? Because many people nowadays search for the big questions in life with Siri and with Google and other search engines. But we who know the Savior, we who believe in Jesus, we who know that his word is more than a human book, but inspired revelation, uh, dependable, accurate, sufficient, we go to God's word for these kinds of answers and find truth. We find help for everything we need to know about. And we've been working our way through the epistle to the Colossians, and we've been seeing the elevation of Jesus Christ, the supremacy of Jesus Christ over many, many things. And we've been in a section where the supremacy of Christ is being brought to bear on everyday living. And we've seen that for the normal Christian life, for the healthy Christian life, Jesus Christ is to be our focal point, Jesus Christ is to be our identity, and Jesus Christ, in fact, is to be our life. Focal point, identity, and life. And because Christ is those three things, we are made new. We are no longer old. We have to put off uh, an old wardrobe each day, each moment of the deeds of the flesh in favor of putting on a new wardrobe of clothes, the fruit of the Spirit. And it's a choice we make every nanosecond, not just at the beginning of each of our days. And as we come further into Colossians 3, beginning at verse 18 this morning, we're going to see that all of your relationships, all of your relationships are to be made new in Christ. They are not to be what they used to be. All of your relationships. And who wouldn't want this? Who wouldn't want new and improved marriages, verses 18 and 19? Who wouldn't want new and improved children, verse 20? Who would not want new and improved fathers, verse 21? 
Who would not want new and improved employees, verses 22 through 25? And who would not want new and improved bosses, chapter 4, verse 1? So I want to get this started, this wonderful uh, call to newness, this wonderful poster of what newness looks like in certain fundamental human relationships as this teaching is taught for us in Colossians 3.18 through chapter 4, verse 1. And the first new relationship that have, should have newness is marriage. And isn't that interesting? Then all the list of all the relationships we're going to see this morning that are new, God starts with marriage. you know why that is? Because marriage is the only object lesson that God has left on earth to be an illustration of Christ's relationship with the church and the church's relationship with the Savior. And that's why Satan attacks our marriages. Because they're the only illustration that God has left on the globe to show people who want to know what God is like, what Christ's love for the church is like, what the church's submission to Christ is like, is your marriage and mine. And so with this new uh, relationship, new and improved relationships we're going to see this morning, the first one that God addresses is marriage. And the point you can make in your notes, if you're taking notes, number one, new and improved marriages have submitted wives and loving husbands. New and improved marriages have submitted wives and loving husbands. Verses 18, 19, Colossians 3, wives... Be subject to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be embittered against them. This is home improvement God's way. And home improvement God's way when it comes to your marriage is not DIY. Home improvement in your marriage is not do it yourself. Further, home improvement is not like the Home Depot slogan, you can do it, we can help. None of us can do new and improved marriage without the Spirit of God taking hold of us, invading our choices and our actions and our speech and making us who God wants us to be as a mate. Now, the Lord makes his desire and work of home improvement for new and improved marriage rather straightforward. He gives one job to the wives, and he gives one job to the husbands. What is the wife's job? Wives, be subject to your husbands. Now, I realize that some wives will will retract at that, will find that not pleasant. But let me just explain to you what is and isn't involved here. When it says that wives are to be subject to your husbands, the Greek word is hupotasso, A compound word, hupo means under, tasso means to stand. So God tells you as a wife, stand under your husband. It's a military term. It doesn't mean that inherently you are inferior to your husband. It means that there's got to be an order in the marriage. There's got to be roles that God deems the best. And God says for married women, stand under your husband. That means do that with dignity. Do that with intelligence. Do that with worth. Don't assume you're a doormat because you are not. Don't check your brain and your schooling at the door. But stand under your husband in respect for God and for your husband. It's a military term, as I said. 
That takes the Holy Spirit to work in a married woman's life, that she would be willing to stand under her husband and that she would be desirous of standing under her husband. That's a supernatural reworking of flesh. Now, husbands, we have one job that God's given to us. Love your wives as Christ loves the church. The word for love here is the highest word of love, the highest type of love in the New Testament, agape love. It's God's kind of love for sinners like all of us. Agape love discerns the greatest need in the one who is loved and then sacrificially gives to meet that need without concern for the cost or the payback. That's the word of love, guys. Love is not a top 40 pop radio feeling. When men come to me and say, I just don't feel love for my wife anymore. I say, find out her needs and sacrifice to meet them, and your feelings will catch up to your obedience. Men who are married, if I asked you, what are your wife's top three needs right now, you should have a clue. (laughs) You should have a clue. And if you don't have a clue, before you get home at noon hour, ask your wife what her three top needs are right now. And then set about sacrificing to meet those needs without concern for cost or payback. That's how Jesus loves all of us. And so new and improved marriages involve wives who are standing under their husbands and husbands who are sacrificially giving to meet their wives' needs. And that requires Holy Spirit empowerment for husbands, of course, to do that, to rise above who we are otherwise in our flesh. Now think about it. If God has a revealed will for new and improved marriages, and he does, then Satan has a contrary, opposite will for our marriages, right? Let's do this quickly. God's will for every marriage is oneness, and the two shall become one flesh, Genesis 2, verse 24. So if God's will for every marriage is oneness, then Satan's will for every marriage is aloneness. God's will for every marriage is submission by the ladies The opposite of that would be assertion. God's will for every marriage is sacrificed by the men. The opposite would be selfishness for the men. God's will for every marriage is that love is a choice we make. Satan's will for every marriage is love is a feeling. I'm not in love anymore. That's a feeling. That's not from God. That's satanic. God's will for every marriage is that husbands would lovingly lead under Christ leading them. Satan's will for every marriage is that men would be passive spiritually in every other way. Passivity is from Satan, men who are married. And now, today's ministry spotlight. Good morning. This morning, I'm delighted to have in our radio studio two special guests. We have the executive director of the Christian Counseling Center, Pastor Frederick Arnett, and his dear wife, Sister Helen Arnett, who is the director of counseling services at the Christian Counseling Center. Good morning, friends. Good Good morning, morning. and thank you for having us. My pleasure. I have a few questions for you that I want to ask and have you to answer so we can convey some of the exciting facts about our Christian Counseling Center. Pastor Frederick, what is the Christian Counseling Center? Well, I would like to begin about where we started and how we got started. Great. Um, We opened our doors early in, a matter of fact, March 16th, 
1986 in response to the great need for helping at that time the cocaine addicts and their families. Of course, then we were providing treatment and help only for the cocaine addicts. But afterwards, we started looking at the whole family for at least two years afterwards. We shifted our focus to providing family support services. And we have had the joy of seeing many lives transform and change over the past 30 years. Amazing. Thanks be to God. Sister Helen, now who can be helped by the Christian Counseling Center? What kind of issues? Uh, Persons with HIV, um, AIDS-related issues, infected, unaffected, people who are seeking help for marriage problems or people who are engaged or cohabiting and want premarital, persons with career issues, persons in transition and retirement, uh, persons with interpersonal issues. We try to help whoever. That's wonderful. I know that many have come to me and just expressed great appreciation for the biblical-based counseling that they've received at the center. Uh, Sister Helen, staying with you, how are services charged? How does that work for people's payment for the services? We have what is called a sliding fee scale, and it slides from $65, $85, which is after hours or before hours, $85. We also will um, consider persons who can't pay. They can still come in or if they can give a donation. We don't turn anyone away. That's beautiful. That's uh, in the spirit of the Lord Jesus' love and help for people. And I'm sure that over these 30 years, you've seen him financially supply for the center's ministry. Is that right? Especially in these tough economic times. Yes. Now, we talked about a sliding scale, and we talked about not turning any client away who's unable to pay. But if there was a listener or two out there this morning that uh, may have it in their heart to financially donate to the ministry, uh, how could they do that, and, and how would that help? Uh, they can write us a check or come by number 58 Collins Avenue and bring their offering or whatever they desire to do, or if they want to consider us as a part of their mission board uh, and see us as a missionary project, we'll welcome it because we really need the support. Wonderful. So if a local church in Nassau or the Family Islands uh, wanted to know more about taking on the Christian Counseling Center as a financially supported mission work, that that could happen. Yes. Marvelous, marvelous. Pastor Frederick, um, you talked about when the Christian Counseling Center began in 1986 and initially to work with uh, persons addicted to cocaine. Um, that would mean that uh, 2016 is a special year in reference to the Christian Counseling Center. So help us understand uh, what that anniversary is. Yes, thank you, Pastor. We will be celebrating 30 years on the 15th of April. As I indicated at the beginning, the official uh, opening date for the Counseling Center was March uh, 16th, um, 1986. But we will be celebrating our 30th anniversary this coming April. Uh, 
the 15th, we will be having a banquet and we will be having individuals share their story at the banquet. Um, we also, uh, on Sunday morning at our 11 a.m. service, will be celebrating and giving God thanks for the 30 years. And at that uh, service as well, we will be having individuals or couples share what the counseling center meant to them in the time of their problems. On Sunday night, we will be having a concert that will be free of charge. We will be taking up an offering, but you are free to come and enjoy the concert. After the concert, we will be having a fellowship times. There will be uh, salsas and some other stuff for sale, cakes and and sweets on Sunday night as well after the concert. Wonderful. So on, on the banquet, on the Friday night, how would persons get tickets for that banquet? Well, tickets can be gotten from the Christian Counseling Center, 58 and Collins Avenue or Calvary Bible Church. Um, either places we have um, tickets are available. Um, if you call us, we will try to make sure you get uh, the tickets. Our number is 323-7000 um, and it'll be a pleasure. You can call and we will tell you where you can pick it up or we'll come and bring it to you. Well, that's great. And Service I, with a smile. Service with a smile. I understand it's going to be a catered meal, fine catered meal by Montague Gardens. Well, Montague Gardens, yes. Well, I can't wait. Catering. Can't wait. That'll be great. Yes. Now, you mentioned that the uh, the banquet's Friday night and then the uh, you mentioned the church service, the worship service at 11 and uh, at the time for the concert on Sunday evenings at 6.30. No, 7, 7 p.m. Wonderful. Well, I would have been a half an hour early. Yes, but um, it's, you know, we have the change of time right now, mm -hmm. so we thought it'd be good to uh, set it back a half an hour. So we'll start at 7 p.m. instead of 6.30. Wonderful. And then in the morning service at 11, I think there are a couple of special guests at least. Uh, Sister Violet Weech, is she coming? Yes, she will be here. Uh, matter of fact, we have several honorees. Uh, Sister Viola Weech, Pastor Morris Russell. Mm. Pastor Alan Lee. Mm. We also have um, Margaret Smith, mm -hmm. Mrs. Johnson, that is uh, uh, Marilyn Johnson, mm -hmm. and a few others. Wonderful. So people can make reacquaintance with these and, and just catch up on what the Lord's been doing in each of their lives. That's wonderful. Yes. And uh, also, we are going to be remembering Paul Cartwright, who has been a part of our counseling center for some 14 years yes and uh, he went home to his reward and we will be remembering him as well on at that banquet that's excellent glad yes. to know that well this is so nice to visit with you in the studio about these things and know that as your pastor and friend that I, I thank the Lord often for the Christian Counseling Center for the uh, quality biblical compassionate loving help that you have been able to provide over all these years and you're continuing to provide. It's just such a reassurance and a comfort to me that when people come with real hurts that I know I can refer them to the center and they'll find uh, Christ-centered, Bible-based help and uh, 
that's so thank you for that very much. Thank you, and I thank God for the grace that he has uh, given us over the past 30 years, and I've been reminiscing this morning about it. It's been 30 years, and believe me, it seemed as if it was only yesterday <laughs> that we really got started. I had my moments of disappointments over the past 30 years, but I can always see the hand of God in every situation, no matter what it was, no matter what happened, we, we were able to see God's hand at work in it. I'm sure. There's a Middle Eastern saying that all sunshine makes for a desert. So sometimes there are showers, showers yes. in any ministry. That's right. Yes. Well, last question before I pray for you. How would a person listening uh, this morning make an appointment for themselves or for some loved one with you for counseling? They can go online, uh, Christian Counseling Center at gmail.com. Um, and they can go on our web site itself, www.cccbahamas.org. And they can go on and make their appointment right there online. They can also call in at 323 7000 for those who don't have the internet and make their appointment. And we will be happy to accommodate them in any way that we can. Sure. And I suppose they could walk in off the street. What's yes. your address again? 58 and Collins Avenue, next building north of Calvary Bible Church on Collins Avenue. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being in the studio with me this morning. And uh, let me commit and commend you and your ministry to our great God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are high and lifted up, that you are over all in your sovereignty, in your plan, in your power, and yet you are imminent, you are near to the child of God in the person of the Holy Spirit indwelling that child of God constantly. How I thank you, Lord, for the Christian Counseling Center and how you have used the scriptures and the counselors in the center to help hurting people now for 30 years. Lord, great is your faithfulness. I commit and commend Pastor Frederick and Sister Helen Arnett to you in their daily ongoing ministry with hurting people. Give them, Lord, all they have need of. Help them to think biblically about the problems that present to them. And give them, Lord, a sense of real satisfaction in your blessing and strength in your provision. Lord, we pray for the financial needs of the center that you would supply according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And we pray for the 30th anniversary weekend soon upcoming that many could take part in this, be blessed and encouraged by this, and encourage the Arnett's and others who are working with the center with that handshake or that hug to affirm that what is happening here is of God and is lasting, having eternal lasting effect in people's lives. So, Lord, we love you and we thank you. And we can say that because you have first loved us in sending your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to be our Lord and Savior as we trust him and only him for forgiveness and heaven one day. Bless this couple, bless their ministry, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. There are some questions out there, no doubt, about something new that's happening at Calvary Bible Church. We have gone to a second worship service on Sunday mornings. That new service is at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings in our sanctuary. And probably there are some questions 
amongst our listeners as to um, what that looks like and why we're doing it and so forth. Uh, why we're doing it is because we are pretty full on 11 a.m. services and not many seats are available and we don't want to miss out on anybody's willingness to come and worship God with us. So by going to this extra service, we're going to free up some space in our sanctuary and probably also in our parking lot, and that's going to be a good thing. So we'll be able to share the love of the Lord, the hope of the Lord, and the word of the Lord with more people. Another question might be, what would I expect? What should I expect if I plug into the 8 a.m. service? Well, what you first should expect is the certain core values that we have for worship services will remain. Things like um, the exaltation of, of God, the orderliness of proper worship, the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry because the word of God is faithfully preached in uh, context and accurately and with application and illustration. Also, if you were to visit or be a part of that 8 a.m. service, you'll experience some more creative elements of teaching than you might expect. Things like a reader's theater, uh, periodic drama, object lessons, and the like. Another question you might have is, who is welcome to this? Is this age-related? Is this a youth worship service? No, not at all. We are welcoming any and all of all ages and stages of Christian development to be a part of the 8 a.m. service. It's not slanted to be particularly for young people, let's say, but anyone who appreciates a 60-minute worship service that um, is more of a contemporary and perhaps a little more relaxed style, then this is for you. Uh, we realize that some people will go between the two services, and that's fully uh, acceptable. Sometimes maybe something's going on in your family or, or your personal life that you prefer to come to worship God at 8 a.m. and be out by about 9. Fine. Other times you may want to come at 11 and be out by roughly 12.30. Fine. You can float between the two services and uh, that would be fine. Now, uh, another question out there is, do I need to attend both services to get the full benefit? I don't think so. Although choosing to attend both services is just fine, acceptable. But I think that because I'm preaching both texts of Scripture, the same text of Scripture, both at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., you're going to get the same Bible uh, feeding at both services. So um, if you decide to attend both services, wonderful. If you can't attend both services, fine. If you choose one week to go to one of the services and another week to go to another of the services, that will work out in a, in a good way for you. You've been listening to Echoes of Calvary, a radio ministry of Calvary Bible Church, Nassau, Bahamas. Our morning worship services are at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. in our sanctuary located on Collins Avenue. We encourage you to join us. Feel free to write us at eocradio at gmail.com. That's eocradio at gmail.com or P.O. Box N1684, Nassau, Bahamas. And remember, everyone needs a savior.